Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode, what episode are we up to? 38? 35, 36, 37, 38. 38, episode 38, day late, 38. <laughs> um, yeah, that was perfect. good. That's why we go. did it. Um, it's, it's just another beautiful week here at the Handmade Podcast, and we all actually just got to see each other a few days ago, so this feels repetitive, but how are you guys doing? I'm it's good. funny when you just said it's a good like week here. I was like, we almost live together. Like everything, like this is like the handmade podcast land where we just That's, stay and yeah. live, and you know, one day. But yeah, yeah, someday that would be fun. No, it was good seeing you guys. It was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, yeah. J- Jimmy makes it fun too, and Aaron. Yeah, but um, that was a good little day. Yeah, good day trip. Where'd we where where'd we go? Where were we? Do you want to tell people? We, we went to the Monger's Market on Sunday. It's only open on Sundays. For those of you who've never been there, Monger's Market is a 70,000 square foot antiques mall with the craziest shit you'll ever find on the East Coast um, right off of 95 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Is it 70,000 square feet? It's more. It's the yeah. first floor oh, 70, is 70. Yeah. yeah, the first yeah. floor she told me is 70, 75,000, and then the second and third floor, she, I think she said, are 40,000 each. That's wow. insane. So all together they've got – and then there's the other – the foundry building or whatever it is, the, the boiler the boiler-making boiler, building. Yeah, boiler room so or something. that, on top of everything, it's got to be close to 200,000 feet of just like all industrial revival antiques. I wonder if they can um, have a restaurant there. The boiler. They well, should. They do the, they oh, do the, that's um, a good idea. That's a good go. name. Derek, yeah, you could bring your. Room. You're a smoker. You and Paul. Yeah. 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 They just got to be, be getting a good kickback from the taco truck because I'm sure that taco truck does well in the summer. Yeah. yeah. They really got to yeah. be open on Saturdays too, don't you think? Yeah. Two yeah. days. I could see before, like when he was running around. Yeah, but now he's got more people. Himself. Now he's got more people and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the place is amazing. And, oh and yeah. It's just amazing how far it's come. I mean, 
Has it been like three years since we first three went there? Three years. Two years. I think so. Three years three. since yeah, they yeah. opened, she told me. Really? Cause I remember and they've owned it, it for nine crazy. years, so it took them six years to get it to wow. opening capacity. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's... Uh, it's just it's just nuts i mean if you're from around this area even if you're not it's really worth the trip it's just crazy it's hard to explain you know just the stuff they they have there but it's just it, it's 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 a lot to take in yeah <laughs> it yeah. really is so skip church yeah. and go on a sunday it's there unbelievable it's it's um so for those of you that have never been there i have no idea what it is it started out as basically like a, I would say probably 60,000 square feet of just the owner's collection of antiques that he's gotten over the years. Like industrial um, salvage type stuff. Yeah. Really. Yeah, but yeah. All industrial salvage, but all stuff that he had gotten himself. Yeah, which is um, insane. And then slowly he, you know, his intention was always to build it up and bring in what he calls mongers, a.k.a. vendors, um, antique vendors and not well not just antiques but vendors that would sell stuff you know like antiques or there's some people there's some furniture makers and all sorts of different people and now when we first started going there three years ago it was when Derek and I first met Paul um, I would say that he probably had three or four vendors there and and you know uh -huh. it was just sort of picking up now he's what does he have 60 vendors yeah there? yeah, yeah. Most, half half of the space I think is now vendors yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just unbelievable. It's but it's such a crazy, I, I can crazy see, place. I can see him moving that whole first floor completely to vendors. That's what he's going to do. And just, and just moving his stuff on the second that's, and third that's floor. That's his plan, yeah. What, what, mm -hmm. I know you guys have talked to him. Whoa, what was was he like an antique collector or what was his deal? Like, what did? He, yeah, like, I think he had another place. I, um, yeah, because I'm like, pretty sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think you just start that. No, business, no. I, I mean, they're definitely doing it right, and he, they, they know what they're doing. But I forget where he had another. Man, place. it's a lot. Was it in Stanford? Maybe he had a smaller. I think you're place. right. You know, he did tell me that before. Yeah. He didn't have a place. Yeah, that's right. But it just, it's the craziest stuff. I mean, it, it's funny because, like, I go in there, I'm obviously a lot older than you guys. But, like, one of the first things that always struck me was that first aisle when he used to have it, you know, probably 15 feet up and then to the salient of, like, waste baskets, oh, small yeah. baskets. Yeah. Like, growing up in school, every school classroom had one of those waste baskets, you know, the drab olive green. Yeah. And, you know, it was like somebody's job. There was, like, two of them in every room, you know. And it's just funny. It's like, oh, wow, whatever happened to those? Well, you know, he's got all 400 of them, you know, from some of the public <laughs> schools, you know. But it just, um, you know, it's just funny the things he has, you know, the light fixtures, the, you know, the faucet, which is everything. Old trunks, mm -hmm. doors, all the old bins, you know. metal bins. Uh, I love, like, the old doors he has, like, to the old boiler rooms and the mm -hmm. security glass and, you know, the safe grates. Doors. And, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, Jimmy buys a safe door. Yeah. It's like... It's no, it's from one day. It's yeah. from a time that was like pre-plastic. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where everything, you know, everything was made out of metal or glass. Yeah. Which it, is cool. It's yeah, it's funny cuz the pizza parlor I work in, that's how every one of our buildings is. You yeah. know, it was built like in the 40s or whatever, you know, during, you know, Cold War and it just everything was made to last and survive an explosion and it's uh it's just really got that like old charm, you know. Uh, yeah, 
But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there's um, on? there's a lot of unique stuff there that I feel like everyone can kind of like, you know, find. You got to go see Just it at least in, once if you're within. You got to go see it at the least. The tri-state we'll area. Do, we'll do a um, we'll do a field trip there one week. Yeah, so many people there. That'd probably be a bad idea. What do you mean, like now? Yeah, we'll do a handmade podcast. You know, field trip. Oh yeah, yeah. Invite invite like fifty people to go. That's all we (laughs) need there. You know, really swamp the place. They're at max capacity. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what he was saying. He was having some issues with you know with the parking and everything. The city's so stupid. It's like I know the place is like literally Afghanistan, and the this guy like. (laughs) cleans up this old, all the, if he didn't come by that building and clean it up and, f- and fix it up some yeah. it would have had you know like crackheads yeah. in it and they would have started a fire yeah. and the thing would have burnt down and a firefighter would have got mm-hmm. hurt yeah. trying to put out a yeah. fire in a 150,000 square foot building like yeah. it's like the guy's doing the city a favor and they're gonna come like bust his balls cause he's got because yeah. some you know fine little yeah classifications kinda... and what type of business it, it's like so crazy yeah yeah, I don't get it. it. It is. It's just it is nuts, but that's the way it works, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's tough. I mean, it, it's and like just to keep that place open, you know, what it costs, like what his taxes oh, yeah. are, yeah. what he paid for it, you know. Yeah. Um, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, then to recoup the cost for all those years he had it and it wasn't yeah. even open, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's a lot of dough you got to bring in, but. But Paul, yeah. it was nice to see you shop and your truck. Yeah. The the truck looked amazing. Thank the shop you. Shop looks great. You know everything looks like it's getting put back together. So yeah, it yeah. It's good to see. You know. Good to see. But um, what else? What else? Uh, yeah. Not that much. I don't know. What else you guys been working on? Chris brought up some of his projects, but he didn't end up working on it. No, Tell I us didn't how do your shit. project worked. <laughs> um, they actually, I actually went home and worked on them that night. Um, because we we got home kind of early, so. Yeah, I'm working on those bike racks. Um, I got a heart-shaped bike rack and a peace sign-shaped bike rack that almost turned into a Mercedes logo. But, you know, uh, <laughs> no I, it's so funny. So anybody that was following me on, on, on Instagram uh, uh, noticed this. So I, I, make this, um, I make this round 36-inch, you know, bike rack and 36-inch um, ring, and it's supposed to be a peace sign, you know, like uh, – hippie peace sign so i designed it in in sketchup i sent it to the customer i've been going back and forth with this guy since like november on these things because he owns a tattoo shop and he wanted um he wanted two new bike racks for outside the tattoo shop so this guy's a tattoo artist too and you know i i feel like i have a pretty good like uh like art brain where i recognize shapes and logos so we all, me, him, Macklin, and anybody else that saw these, Matt, none of us noticed that what I thought was a peace sign was just like a three oh, triangles, like a Mercedes bottom. logo. I was missing the <laughs> yeah. bottom. So yeah. I, I make the ring, and then Macklin's there, and I, you know, I print out, and I'm filming this for YouTube, so I print out, um, and I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but when you have a complicated angle in SketchUp, if you just print the angle... Um, you can use a protractor on the printout and it'll be oh, true yeah. to the angle. So like, you know, instead of going on, on SketchUp and measuring the angle and getting some arbitrary number, like, you know, 61 and a quarter degrees, I just print it out on a sheet of paper and then I put my angle finder on the paper and it gets me usually close enough. 
Um, so anyway, um, I do that. I cut these three mitered pieces of tube and I get the, the, the three, you know, legged triangle. Like it looks so good. Like I cut these miters. I was going to say you cut them nice. And I'm looking at it and I got Macklin's there. I'm like, Oh man, I'm fucking nice. I did it. Nice. Oh, I remember this. And then I look at it and I go, I go, Mac, I don't know. Something doesn't look right. I said, I think I got to lower the triangle down. I said, it just doesn't (laughs) seem right. And so we look it up and both of us look at each other. We're like, how did neither of us notice that this thing's just completely wrong? So that's how you found out. Yeah, because I because looking at the the, like the three that, you know, the three triangles, I thought it should have been like proportionally lower. Yeah. So that the center would have been longer. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I left all the tubes long. Let me just check before I get the tubing notcher going. And that's when I noticed it. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I wound up I had enough material on those tubes where I just was able to use the tubing notcher and just, you know, notch them and then cut a new tube. And but uh it was uh, it was pretty fun. I posted uh, a little video on Instagram, uh, rolling the tubing for the heart, and yeah. everything. I feel like looks pretty good. Thank you God know? you didn't weld it up and deliver that. Oh, thing and like get that. it oh, painted or powder coated. That would suck. Oh, I know. God. And then I was like, oh well, what I can do is like weld a rot, weld a pipe to the bottom. But then like they wouldn't have been perfectly straight. So I just, you know, obviously if I'm gonna do these, I want to do them once. I want to do them right. So yeah. I. You know, but uh, yeah, no, that would have been a real pain in the ass if I would have done it wrong and had to redo it. I would have just wound up scrapping it. And uh, considering I paid one hundred and twenty dollars a stick for that tubing, there really isn't any room for error on this one. <laughs> tube is yeah. gone up like crazy. We're just having to reprice the job because of it because really? we were getting tube for like fifty cents a pound, and now it's like over a dollar a pound. For a structural tube, yeah, it's it's insane, because apparently during COVID, this is what we learned from the steel supplier, they said that no, there wasn't any scrap coming in during COVID, and now that mm-hmm. everything's opening back up again, people need steel, but there was no scrap to supplement the price of the steel, so now they're just having to like make the steel like from new from iron or, or whatever, or yeah, so now it's a lot more money, and they're doing a little bit of gouging on top of that. So yeah, it's just a, course, it's just a nightmare, yeah. So, yeah. but it's it's really. I mean, I've been reading a lot about lumber and steel and just yeah, the, the lumber is insane. And it's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, it's 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 gonna be just bad. It's just bad for everyone. I feel I, like there's that no type one of shit. wins. Is it like technically like socialist if the government like like can control that like to make sure yeah, they don't they, gouge? Is that communist? That's, I think that's but, communist. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. Might be communist. I don't know. Communist or socialist? That's I, I it's some type of ist. Well, oh, capitalist yeah. too is another ist, yeah. but it's yeah, not capital. Yeah. yeah, that's not capitalist. I guess yeah. it'll balance itself back out eventually. It does. It does. It yeah. crashes. Yeah. It comes back. It, you know, people get hurt. People yeah. lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. But so what happens? All evens out in the wash. I guess. You know, one company, they're all gouging now, but then one lumber mill will say, you know what, let's drop our, pl- our prices a little bit to beat out the other guys. And the other guys will say, okay, we got to drop our prices a little bit, and then it'll eventually come back down and even out to where it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my buddy yeah, that owned a scrapyard, so they, they used to just, there's like, you know, a couple roads locally that just had all the scrapyards. And he'd tell me, he said they'd call each other, you know, every couple of days just to make sure they're all basically charging the same price. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So, you know, so they all just kept them high and you really had no choice, you know. And you yeah. just kind of went to who you wanted to go to. 
but they all just kept the prices, you know, fixed together, you know, and that way nobody really screwed each other, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's just, um, you know, it is. But it is. Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy because just to think of like people that, you know, were planning like additions and stuff like that. Like my neighbor, he's doing an addition right now, or, or actually, I should say, a renovation. His kitchen, and he's just saying about how everything's so expensive and. It just sucks because a lot of people aren't going to be able to do those type things. And, you know, that's how, you know, recessions start, you know, it's yeah. just like it, it's just a domino effect, you know. So now they're not getting it. So now the carpenter, you know, doesn't get the job. So now he mm -hmm. doesn't buy the truck and then, the you know, the yeah. guy doesn't get to deliver the car and then the gas doesn't go into the truck. And, you know, and then the next thing you know, everybody's out of work. So I don't know. Keep supporting me on Patreon, please, so I don't have to be <laughs> affected by this. I, you know, I'll try yeah. to entertain everybody while they're out of work, but I'll do my part. But no, it is. It's sad. It, it's just crazy because that's just how it goes, you know. So we'll, well see. You know, hopefully as, things will bounce back. You know, when you're as heavily invested into crypto as I am, you don't have to worry oh. about these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out on the limb here and just say, dude, uh, please do dude, not accept any financial advice talking, from myself. I was just talking to Jeff. The handmade podcast. Me and Jeff had a conversation about this because last night I posted. It was late last night, and you texted me about Doge. And so I posted a story of, of, I said, I'm starting a new hedge fund called the Hand, Handmade Investments or something. Yeah. Um, and then I was, we deal exclusively in crypto. I said, this is all a joke, which is, I'll get into this in, in a minute. Um, are you showing me your profits in Doge? See, you know what, I Jeff? I haven't sold it yet. You have, oh, my nice. God, Chris. Jesus Christ. It must, <laughs> this kid never sells at the right time. Um, no, I want to anyway, wait till it's worth nothing. It's not a good story. But anyway, <laughs> so I post this story, right? And clearly, to me, I thought it was a joke. Because why the hell? What is? I mean, it doesn't even make any sense that I would start a hedge fund. I don't even know how to like how you could possibly do that. But I was talking it. about Doge. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know how to spell it. Probably. Um, uh, and then what else did I say? I said we deal exclusively in crypto, and I showed my mm -hmm. how how high and Doge NFTs. went in NFT. Yeah, and how high Doge went. Um, yesterday night and i'm getting all these messages from people like whoa that's so cool this is what people are telling me like they think i'm serious <laughs> which uh, at first my god these so people are me a check. i'm like god these people must be stupid but i really thought about it and i'm like this just shows that what i'm saying now like in today's day and age is not that crazy compared to all the other people you see on the internet mm -hmm. saying things just like this yeah. well the thing is now with what happened with gamestop and what happened with amc is that everything that everyone says every like half-ass yeah. stock tip yeah you have to take somewhat seriously because if you if if your crazy cousin or some guy you follow on instagram with one follower had posted hey buy gamestop at two dollars or whatever it was and you said hey you know what like i trust bob yeah and you bought <laughs> it and it went to the Four hundred, five hundred dollars. You know, people made hundreds of thousands of dollars. But people also so now, lost hundreds of thousands. Yes, hundred percent. hundred percent. As many people that made money, there's just as many that lost money because mm -hmm. yeah. because someone had to lose for someone else to win with these extreme, you know, these yeah. these like me they call them like meme stocks now. Meme stocks, yeah. Which yeah. like this, it's 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 crazy like. People really do need to be careful. This is probably what Jeff wants me to say. People really do need to be careful <laughs> with their money and, and what they're doing because mm -hmm. you're, you're, if you think you're just going to like go on Reddit for like a couple days and like 
all of a sudden start investing money, like it's just not gonna work out. Like yeah, no. I will give you a legit tip that came, oh, you know, boy. my friend Warren told me. Um, <laughs> Warren Buffett. Um, he said the best thing you could do is just put money in an index fund and just leave it there and never look at it. Like that's yeah. a legit like stock tip because if you don't know what you're doing, yes. which I don't either. Yep. Yep. Like I put money in an index fund, but I like to fool around a little bit um, and do stuff on my own. But the best thing you could do is just put money in an ind- index fund and let it sit there for 40 years, and it'll be worth mm-hmm. a ton of money by the time you you know you're ready to retire or whatever. That's legit stock tips, Jeff. You can't yep. say anything bad about that stock tip. Yeah, or you take your your you you refinance your house, you yeah. dump it all into some half ass, all into a the, the bit clout into Chris, yeah, bit into, Chris, <laughs> into the. Here's what the real move is, guys. You you take out a loan, you refinance your house, and you put all the money into make everything shop coin on bitclout.com. Mm-hmm. Dude, my coin is worth two hundred and fifteen. No, I'm worth sixty dollars a coin right now. Dude, this. Uh, this is going to be like the downfall. Just like saying. this is there's going to be some type of crash. Like there's got to be some sort of repercussions for all this shit because yeah. it's not legit. It really isn't. Like Bitcoin's kind of getting legit, but still, no one really knows what the hell it is. No one. It doesn't have anything behind it. This stuff's getting real crazy. NFTs, all these, all these things. Not you know what non fungibles are, yeah. Derek. You know what a fungible mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a, a kid, kid I work with did that. Did what? In, when the in, sold his house, took all the money, invested it in the stock market, and was wanted to be a day trader. And he oh, lost God. it all. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy <laughs> when it happened. It was like Dude, it's a freaking... you know, everybody was making a ton of money, you know, and mm-hmm. nobody could figure out why these people were making all this money. And it's just like you know, I, I don't understand it, but it's like, it just it's it's nuts. I, I don't know why people play like that, but it just he and he had a wife and two little kids too. Oh God! Yeah, he's living with yeah. His and the other thing about like it too is people don't realize that you don't just make this money; you have to pay tax on this money. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that was another yeah. thing I've been reading about about people that made money during the GameStop thing. Like they mm-hmm. made a lot and then lost it. If you don't file your taxes correctly, you got to pay the IRS. The IRS is way better at finding out what you made than they are at finding out what you lost. You got to tell them what you lost. Most of the time people are lying and telling them what they lost. But, but if you make, you know, if at one point your Robinhood account had $300,000 in it, cause you like struck gold on GameStop <laughs> and then you burned it all, you still made $300,000. That's when Robinhood yeah. goes and, and gives over its financials. So people are going to get hit with crazy, um, crazy tax bills from all that shit. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So bit clout, I don't know what it is. Two it's, people, it's a total you, scam. It's a total scam. Two people Dude, asked me about it today, and I, don't I, would, even, I didn't even know what to tell I don't them. even know if I'd want my name on that. You might want to delete that thing, honestly. Well, that's what I was wondering is, like, did I, like, like so, somehow sign over, like, my intellectual property when I made the account? Dude, who knows? Like, I was I was DMing Jeff about that, too. I go, yeah. you, you go, Jeff, I'll give you one Paul Pinto coin, and I'll give you an <laughs> NFT. And he goes, gee, thanks. that was the end of our conversation oh jesus christ i don't know this Uh, that's too much like is ben is like ben ueda doing that shit too we got a ben ueda yeah he jumped he jumped right in on it and he's i mean he's posting he said he claimed that he was going to be posting all his new designs to bit clout first 
He what do you said, mean, I'm going to What is BitCloud? It's also like a, a social media it's, it's platform? It's like Twitter. It looks exactly like Twitter. It oh. looks exactly like... Did you go on the website? It looks exactly like Twitter. I don't know what it is. I have 14 followers. My coin is worth $60. But for some reason, my wallet, the yeah. co- actual coins that I own, I own $1 of coin. They probably but, just give that to you. I don't know. Oh, wait, but no, but I own some of myself. Okay, all right. I have... I have I have I get ten percent of all the purchases of my own coin. So in my wallet I have sixty dollars of my own creator coin because that's about how much my coin is worth. Dude, I don't understand this shit. I don't I know. Would my not, market cap I would is six hundred and forty seven dollars. Hook up my bank account to that website. Oh no, I don't have any hook up I didn't hook anything yeah, up. And what's yeah. crazy too is but what you won't what I didn't realize is you can't buy Anything on BitClout with money, you have to buy it with Bitcoin. Oh, here we go. So they're just so you can't. So they're just this is oh, here's what this is little dribs and drabs here, of Bitcoin. It's a big pyramid scheme. Here's what this is. Yeah, this is them harvesting Bitcoin and selling what people think is something of value. Mm-hmm. And when this yeah, whole thing crashes and everyone who put sold Bitcoin to buy this crap coin is what I'm mm-hmm. going to call it shit coin. Yep. Shitcoin. They're gonna end up with nothing, and whoever the you know the 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 scammers are that started this, they're gonna have a bunch of Bitcoin. Yeah, dude, this they'll, is another. Get, this is a little Alex a Jones, scam. but some people are saying Bitcoin's from the Chinese. Could they be. sent oh. they sent over Co- Co- SARS CoV nineteen, and they sent over Bitcoin. That's I don't know. This is this saying. one's getting deep. This episode don't, might get deep. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't get dude, too we might get shadow show. banned from this. I, this, yeah. you know what? I'm willing. I'm willing to take that chance. We haven't <laughs> done enough controversial things. I'm, dude, I'm, I got my crazier. listen, dude. Listen, I'm I got my I got my racquetball glasses on. Dude. I'm ready to go. Chris all right? just got an epoxy river table poured on his eye. I mean, we Let don't know what's going on. You guys want to talk about that? You nowadays. guys want to talk yeah. about that? Yeah. 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 So, Use that as your new tool. This is my new tool. I got a bionic eye. So, did you guys look at the picture I sent you of what they did to my eye? The little like no, graphic. No. Oh, I'll send you guys the picture. So, uh, on on Monday, I got what's called cross-linking surgery, um, and cross. I don't know. I don't know who came up with the name because there's so what, I, I, nothing about it makes any sense to me. Um, they put a chip in your eye. That's what they did. So. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, instead of getting the COVID vaccine uh, in my arm, they just dripped it into my eye. No. So basically I have a, I have an issue with my, both of my eyes. The, uh, the cornea of my eyeballs has become deformed, um, for some reason. They don't know why. And what they did was they basically took a Q-tip and abraded the lens of my oh, eye, which oh. is a, a really lovely feeling. The doctor literally just held my eye open and rubbed oh, the Q-tip on the forget lens it. of my eye. And then and then they spent an hour, literally one hour, every two minutes. The girl had a, a timer. Oh. And every two minutes, she would open my eye and put this yellow eye drop, and she would paint it on my eye. So I would see just yellow wash over my eye every two minutes for an oh. hour. Then she held my eye open with this metal, like, pliers i'm about to send you guys a photo yeah i know Um, yeah uh held my eye open with the metal pliers that they use when they have to dig out a piece of metal from your eye and then for 30 minutes they blasted my eye with a laser to harden the resin that they had been putting on it it's like a vitamin b resin and basically all they're trying to do is stop it's i have that yeah i was gonna say i i have that resin yeah i just sent you guys a photo of what it looks like 
Yeah, so basically that's what they did. So I laid in the chair for 30 minutes with this laser burning into my freaking eye. And it's so disorienting because you have to, like you start to fall asleep even though your eye is wide open because the whole room is black. And you start to feel like you're never going to be able to see again because you're looking at this red light. And all of a sudden, like, you start seeing shapes, and then it then it gets dark, then it gets light again, then the girl's telling me, no, you got to look right at it, because I'm, you know, I guess while I'm falling asleep, my eye's probably drifting, maybe down. Yeah. So she's like, no, no, you got to keep looking straight ahead. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, and continually, she's putting more shit in my eye. Ah, uh, I couldn't so do it. Couldn't. after it was over, they give me Vicodin, and I'm like, I'm all set. Like, I'm good. I don't That's need to not, take anything. Yeah. About two hours later, I'm like leaned over on the couch like shaking i'm in so much pain i feel like i'm gonna throw up i'm like sweating and and it's because and my eye is just it feels like somebody punched me like you know ever been punched in the face and your eye socket hurts but your eye also hurts yeah this was like that but it just was my eyeball my eyeball was killing me i felt like i was gonna go blind it was horrible i couldn't see shit it was not good and that was only one eye so the next eye they're doing on friday lucky me this friday Yeah. yeah Wow. So, and now for the next month, I have to be really careful not to get anything in my eye. So right now I have a contact lens in, a clear contact lens. My whole eye is blurry, which sucks. Does and, it seem, um, it's, that's what I was going to ask you. It doesn't seem any better yet? Or well, like... it, it, it wouldn't seem better yet anyway, but even still, my I have a, con, a clear contact lens in there. So if I close one eye, it looks like you ever take your phone out of your pocket and your uh, camera screen is like hazy, like fogged uh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, That's how it looks like through my eye all the time now. So I'd want to make sure my vision's good. That's before what I, I said. Well, yeah, so they check the, the whole thing is they do the post-op of the first eye Friday morning, yeah. and then okay. they do the operation on the left eye. All so. right, I'll let it go then. Yeah. Anyway, Angela wasn't too happy because the doctor came in for about three seconds, and then his like. 28 year old medical assistant did the rest of the procedure she was like uh excuse me like who's this broad coming in to do this laser on your eyeball who's doing this laser on my man exactly it's it's the it's the cleaning lady right seriously works though right he walks in for two seconds looks he goes oh yeah he goes you're gonna be he goes you're gonna do great and then he leaves i'm like uh yeah okay you have a kid that's what they do when you have a kid they like you know, the nurses do everything, and the doctor comes in, basically catches it as it falls out. Yeah, let's give the nurses a little like, bit right. of a pay raise. Yeah, yeah seriously, my wife could shit. use a pay raise. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah she's and then afterwards, the girl the girl said something to me. She goes, oh, your wife is, like, really nervous. She had a lot of questions. I go, well, she's a nurse, so that's her job. Like, she's my medical yeah. advisor. Like, yeah. you know, her job's to ask questions. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. So when's it going to be better, your eyes, like, your vision, like they say, like... Um, it can take like, it can take like a month for it to fully, I guess, uh, heal. I don't know. Um, and then after it's all done, then I get to like learn about what, like how I can best solve the vision issues I have. It's probably going to be with like a hard contact lens. Yeah. Um, which I've been reading about. I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to have to wear glasses. Yeah. I just feel like it would be, um, I don't know. I I just feel like it's going to be. A pain in the ass. It is. You know, like, dude, isn't it so inconvenient? Spot, dude, mine aren't spotless. Oh, yeah. I, oh, nuts. nuts. Same way. I'm the same way. But I meant to tell you, if you use uh, coupon code TBDerek15, oh. you can get 15% off that epoxy. That very epoxy. Yeah, when you get right really? next to iodine. Yeah, yeah, through wow. time. Wow. So, 
Dude, it'd be so funny That's... if you walk into the doctor's office, they have a bunch of pieces of cut-up colored pencil. I'm using what's pencil, left over from the procedure. Nick in here? <laughs> Nick Zimetti's doing a video yeah, of an dude. eyeball made out of colored yeah, pencils. When look I'm over, done, she takes Nick's... what's left in the drop and puts it in a bowl with colored yeah. pencils. You walk in, Nick's oh, in there God. with a lathe. Yeah. Like, covered she, in she's, shit she's she takes a scalpel and puts the scalpel blade in the epoxy uh, makes a, a throwaway utility knife yeah mm -hmm. i don't know oh, god that's for you jimmy <laughs> i don't know he got kills a so few sea turtles along the way yeah yeah oh, he poor might, jimmy he, he should have invented the 12 pack uh can holder oh i know like, right just kill more sea animals yeah <laughs> So that's what I've been doing this week. I can't work in the shop. I'm not allowed to drive. I can't work in the shop. And oh, when shit. I go outside, my my eyes hurt. So I wear my, uh, I don't know where they are right now, but I got these. Oh, here they are. Wait, ready for this, Paul? Oh, God. Got oh, my, my glasses, God. baby. <laughs> oh, my God. I got the oh. UV lens on the side. These are the, uh, what are these called? The solar shields. So I got to wear, wow. so when I go out, I got to wear the, the racquetball glasses oh my God. and then the solar shields on top. Yeah, yeah, I'm better off just staying in at that yeah. point. I know, I know. Um, but no, it's actually, I'm a little concerned because for the next month, I can't get anything in my eyes. Yeah. So I got to be really careful in the shop for the next I month. That. I got to wear like the full shield. I had that clamp thing. I had that clamp oh. thing done when I got that metal in my eye. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Like, it's just like they hold your eye open like that. Just so Horrible. gross. It's like your eyeball is like something that's not supposed to be touched. There's a couple yeah. spots in your body that you just don't touch, and the eyeball would be one of them. Dude, when this guy Q-tipped my eyeball, I could see, because he's holding my yeah. eye open, so I can see the Q-tip yeah. going across. Yeah. It literally looked oh, like this. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The other spots, but right you don't on want your eyeball. Oh either. my god! Yeah, well, yeah. There's a couple Q-tip spots that you're not really, uh, you know, you <laughs> yeah, don't really want to be Q-tip. Paul, definitely if you can keep yourself from getting Q-tipped anywhere, I recommend <laughs> yeah. it. I have a feeling yeah. Derek's had the Q-tip before too. It's not a good feeling. Uh, keep the okay. Q-tips to a minimum. So what else else other people been making? Yeah. Paul, yeah, what have you so, been making? I yeah, know you've Paul, been making, you been some, making? Uh, Your truck's done, so what, you re you're retiring now? Yeah, right? Yeah. I wish. Um, I'm about to... And listen, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to hear any more excuses about the not doing the podcast because we got dinner, we got shit. I I'm, should be at the shop right now loading like $60,000 worth of steel onto a truck because the truck's showing up at 8 a.m. and the shit's not done because I came here to do this podcast. Lunchtime. Yeah, I got an 18-wheeler showing up tomorrow at eight that's got to be loaded with stuff and, the and that's stuff going is not to massachusetts <laughs> yeah why didn't you yeah. tell me i would have brought it home done. with me the other night you could have we could have threw it right on top of the table yeah yeah just um, threw it on top what's but, going up there all those um all those pieces that need the, to get galvanized so did you get you the sample to, i forget what you were saying i got just that one sample that they gave us it was like a literally a piece of paper with like black paint on it i'm like thanks guys <laughs> yeah uh, great here's a so hundred thousand dollars good luck that's what, that's what black looks like thank you yeah um so how do you to load those do you have to like put them on pallets or how do you no. do that? would you just physically place them on the truck i have a, a banding i just actually got it from uline banding cart yeah. and all the different tools for the steel strapping um, oh, yeah, yeah. which i'm doing on all the different things that's actually pretty cool like how that all works how that whole system yeah. works 
Uh, but yeah. everything is getting steel strapping, and it's just getting loaded in bundles and strapped down. We have to do like a whole count of all the different pieces because there's literally hundreds and hundreds of pieces. Yeah. Um, and they can't, you know, lose any. So. Yeah. What's the lead time on that? Like, so tomorrow it's going to leave, and then what do you expect it back they, in like a month? Yeah, probably about a month. In the meantime, wow. I have to make all the aluminum tables for that same job. So when that's out there, I'll be making the aluminum tables, and then everything will be done at the same time, and we'll go deliver them on the beach. I was going to say, well, that's good. Timing's pretty good so far. Yeah. I mean, provided it's a month, you should be in good shape. Yeah, yeah. I'll get the tables done pretty quick. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we'll probably just be waiting on the actual galvanizing place. They said, like, three to six weeks, so who knows? Like, it's it's at, we're at their mercy. Mm. So it'll be interesting, it? though. Somewhere near Boston or Massachusetts, somewhere. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Um, Let me know. I'll go by and check. Yeah, out check up it. on them. Make mm-hmm. sure they're doing yeah, a good job. Yeah. I'll make sure to see if the shit's sitting in the yard still. Yeah. <laughs> right. But just keep drive by every day and just take a yeah. photo of all the shit sitting outside. You got to see shit what what I was doing though, because because there's a million weld nuts with threads welded in. Uh-huh. So we're using three quarter inch long by half 13 bolts to assemble this whole thing. And so I literally was at Home Depot, back and forth to Home Depot's today, buying every half-inch washer they had, <laughs> plus all the washers we got from the actual, like, nut and bolt place that we go to. And we're still, I think, going to be short. So tomorrow I got to run out and get more because I had to take the three-quarter-inch bolt, and the weld nut is an inch – or no, it's a half-inch of threads – so I had a quarter inch to make up. So I had to stack three washers for every nut and then use a high mm-hmm. heat anti-seize compound on every single bolt and then put the thread the bolts into the weld nuts to make sure the galvanizing didn't get in the threads and so and mess them up because I don't want to have to chase out all these threads. And so I get to reuse those three quarter inch bolts to actually assemble it and then I'll just keep the washers. I'm not using the washers, but I'm using them as a spacer for now. And that's what we were doing today. Everything's done. I was just, you know, scrambling to get all the bolts threaded in. There's like thousands, there's like a th- over a thousand bolts and 3,000 washers and stuff. And so we have to do every one by hand and put the anti-seize compound on there, um, strap them all up. So that's what I was just doing today. And I have to finish up early tomorrow morning before we load everything. But we're almost done. Wow. So. So what? Nothing's, nothing's easy, but. Yeah. No. It was easy. Everybody would do it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it would have taken three hours yeah. to figure out how to put the one bolt in. They strategized. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> There's too God. many cooks in the kitchen. That's what you're, you're going to get there. The guy's like, oh, yeah, we got plugs. We just push in there. You, yeah, yeah. Earplugs. That's, like, that's, uh, yeah. that's what the powder coater uses. He uses 3M earplugs. Yeah, he just stuffs them in the holes. Yeah. I wish it was it's that funny. easy. But they yeah. actually have to sandblast these things. I yeah, guess for the black really. galvanizing or whatever, they gotta they gotta blast them, and then yeah. that's this is what they told us to do because I knew we had to plug them up with bolts. And the other thing is you can't. The reason why I'm using washers is because I can't have that bolt stick past the threads and get mm-hmm. the galvanizing on it, and then when I go to back the bolt out, it'll bust that weld nut. So that's why I have to have all those spacers in there. But then they, mm-hmm. I didn't even know to use this. They said you got to use the anti seize compound because of the heat of the galvanizing will will like you know yeah make it yeah. seize up yeah so yeah. we did everything we could to to make sure everything comes out nicely so 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see how those come back. That'll be yeah, me that'll too. be cool. Yeah. They're really nice. You did a nice job on them. Thank you. Yeah. They're, they're going to look nicer. great when it's all set up. You got to see what's on the beach right now. Oh, my God. It's like just plumbing pipe, like black pipe. And then it's all bent because they hit it with, like, the tractor. All the legs are bent. There's, like, half the things are yeah. falling over. They really need these things. But Yeah. How many uh, did you make all together? Ten that are 12 by 10 feet and then 10 that are um, 20 by 10. Wow. And now that gets an awning that they already yeah. have or they got new awnings They're for everything? They're getting new ones made to fit these um, ones exactly. So, nice. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. And all this to just get them in black galvanized versus just doing them all in stainless or there wasn't the budget uh, you, for stainless? It would cost a ton of money to get them done in stainless. Plus they wanted them black. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could have done them in aluminum, too, maybe, but then, uh, I don't know. Had them anodized or something? Yeah, it would have been all broken, because, you know, these people, they're going to hit these things with the machines again, like when they go to groom the sand or whatever, mm. like, who knows? <laughs> but Nobody what they cares want. anymore. God. No, dude, no one can, you can't, you can't, no. like, no. you can't rely on anybody no. to no. do anything. The person grooming that beach has no, is so far disconnected from the guy who's writing you the check for that shit. Yeah, that yeah. I'm surprised. It's funny. I just bid a job for a, a local village. I who shall not be named, and they uh, they quoted these vehicle barriers for outdoor dining. Yeah, and they said, and the guy even says to me, he's like, "Hey, listen, give me a quote for ten of these and twelve of these." He goes, "But honestly, put two extra of each because I know they're going to get destroyed by my guys." Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Because he's right. The guy's loading him onto the truck. They're just going to, like, throw him onto the truck. Like, they could be $20,000 each. And you could tell the guys, hey, listen, these are really expensive. They'll go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as you turn around, they'll just toss that shit right onto yeah, the truck. People, people Smash them no, up. This is, like, why people, I hear all these, like, people complaining about, like, you know, it's so tough to be, like, an employee, which it is tough to, like, you know, work for somebody. But I'll tell you what, it's freaking tougher to be the employer hundred percent. It's a way easier yeah. to be the employee because you know the worst yeah. that could happen is you get fired. But if you're the employer, mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah. worse shit that can happen. And trust me, it's a lot harder. Like, there's not many employers that are just like kind of lounging around like and have a successful business no. and don't really do anything. Like, that's pretty hard to do. Like, it'd be almost impossible for me to just like, you know, have someone else running my company because you couldn't you couldn't rely on anybody. It'd be impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Just like um, that little door I made for the boat, yeah. the acrylic door. So my brother-in-law, you know, he's got a very successful boat business. He just yeah. opened up another, um, you know, lot and building and everything. And he has, you know, in the in the springtime and then the fall, he hires extra people because he's got a, you know, hundreds of boats. He's got to prep yeah. and get in. So this kid's cleaning the boat and they rebuild the inside, battery boxes and all this stuff. Kid falls. Grabs the door, breaks it, right? Mm. The door's a thousand dollars, right? And so, like, I look at it, you know, I'm I'm making this thing, and I'm like saying to myself, like, oh, this is a nice job. I'm gonna make some money, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna be sticking it to my brother-in-law because the employee's not paying for that yeah. door. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother-in-law's got to pay for it, and it's really not fair to my brother-in-law. I mean, it's not fair to me, obviously. I shouldn't be paying for it, and I'm gonna make some money off it. But I kind of feel like. If that kid was a customer coming to me saying, hey, I broke the door on my boat, 
what's it going to cost me as opposed to my brother-in-law because it's like mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't yeah. there, it wasn't his fault and now he's stuck paying for it so now i feel guilty charging him a lot of money i hope he doesn't listen to this because i'm going to charge him a good amount of money but you know but you know what i mean <laughs> but, you, it's but, like, but, yeah. but then you can, can't be your responsibility yeah, exactly. No, he didn't not. break the door, you know? Yeah. No, it's not. And I am going to charge him something fair, yeah. but it definitely would have been a lot more because I, I looked the door up. I think it was $980 yeah. for mm-hmm. the door, you know? So I figured, you know, I would have charged him, you know, $600 for it. I was going to say, know? it's worth at least three but, grand if it comes out of your shop. If yeah. It's... <laughs> well, yeah. it's but, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, come on, you know? But, you know, like you said, he's got to pay for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not the kid that broke it. So. Did I ever tell you guys a story about? Um, I won't say I won't say his name, but you you both know you know you both have met Jimmy him. Actually. Into it every time. It's not Jimmy. This isn't Jimmy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but a friend of mine who you guys have both met and are quite familiar with was oh, working wow. on a job site, and um, he liked to play in the machinery. You know, every once in a while he'd hop in the machine <laughs> and drive it around. This ain't gonna end well. I so, know the um, story. <laughs> so he's, uh, you know, I, at this point I was no longer working at this job site, so I wasn't there to witness this. I only heard about it later, and I Does saw he the have photos. A boat that's a Carolina squat. <laughs> uh, he, he might have a Carolina squat boat. So he, you know, he's he's around the site, and there's not there was very little supervision at this site. Um, let's put story, it that way. And so he hops in the masons in the masons excavator, oh, and he God. starts backfilling the foundation because somebody's got to backfill the foundation for some reason. He decides that that's what he's going to do. And while he's uh, fingering around with the bucket, he pulls the water main out oh, of the house. Oh my. And granted, now this water main, at the time I was, I had worked on this job. I spent like six months tracking down a company that would tap a live main. So, like when you have a water main that is on private property, you have to have somebody come in, dig a pit, find the water main, and put like you know what a saddle valve is, Paul? Yeah. So, like basically, put a big saddle valve on the main. There's like two companies on Long Island that do it, and they've both been around for over 100 years. So, you can imagine the amount of money that these guys have made in their 100 years of like tapping water mains. So, we had just tapped this water main, and I don't know if he couldn't find the shutoff or if he kind of just forgot where it was, but I remember getting a photo of him. And you can tell that he'd been up to water up to his armpits, all his clothes soaking wet, <laughs> trying to plug the end. It's a two-inch water main. Oh, my two God. Two-inch main. High-pressure like main. A thousand Just, gallons a minute. Like It's got to be. Oh it's got to be. Something flooded insane. the whole basement of the building. Flooded the whole foundation. Dude. And uh, lucky for him, the plumber was kind enough to come out and fix the connection which you know probably took him maybe an hour it wasn't a lot of material and then the damage there wasn't really any damage because the house was just framed so it it, you know it was just swimming pool exactly so he vacuumed out or he swept out the water i think that building had good trench drains in it i don't remember you know gave the cesspools a good run for their money and uh the plumber took care of it and had some pity on uh on our friend and and let it let it go And the price never, the, our boss never, uh, I don't know if he knows about it now. Uh, I don't know. The boss never found out. Never found out. Wow. Never found out. The the foreman didn't even find out because he wasn't there that day either. Wow. Uh, our friend was just at the site all by himself. And, uh, Uh. next thing you know, he was, uh, shoulders deep in some fresh water. Your friend puts the F you back in fun. Oh yes, he does. He's just funny. He's just he's coming up in May. To work with. Oh. 
it, it's I so love working with him. If I if I could have my way, I would. It would just be me and him, and we'd have just like a shitload of money to just have like a good time building crazy shit all day. Why don't you do that? Uh, you could do, you that. do that soon. Well, I'm trying to convince him to uh, buy a property up by my property so that we can just like have like a Christ demolition sake. ranch. Oh my god! So Why funny. not? We we were working one time. We uh, had to go back to the to the pizza parlor, and uh, we're sitting there. And this, we go to use the bathroom, and uh, it had, like, shot. It was, like, kind of a locker room-style bathroom. And so guys would kind of hang out in the bathroom. It was, like, a lounge and stuff. They had showers, like, lockers and stuff. And um, it was a nice pizza place. But yeah. um, Listen, you, really get nice pizza on, place. you get sauce on you in your hair. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. A little cheese or something. You got to rinse so, it off. <laughs> so we're there, and it's here, one of those big sinks. It's a big round sink that everybody can stand at, wash their hands, see yeah. like it around. And all of a sudden, this guy, he's a plumber, he's working screaming and gets shot <laughs> off the toilet. He's sitting on the toilet, face forward, right, working on it. And he undoes the thing, and he shut, didn't shut the water off. And oh it was the high God. pressure. Dude, it shot him right in the stomach, oh. shot him backwards off the toilet. And he was a little bit chunky. He's on the floor, and he can't get up. He's floundering like a fish, <laughs> Like right? a turtle. And, oh, my God. And we're crying laughing. He got so mad at oh us, dude. Oh, my God. He had to strip down, and they have, like, the suits, the Tyvek suits. He went home oh. naked in a Tyvek suit. It was so, <laughs> and it was just filthy uh, floor, but it was so uh, funny. It was just the high-pressure water got him right in the gut. Oh, so funny. That's probably so that. That happened at my building in Jersey recently. There's some. I think we think that one of the tenants piped into the ejector pump on the first floor with their bathroom. So every once in a while, when the rainwater or the snow melt got too much and filled oh. the pit, the ejector pump would kick on, and there's no backflow preventer on one of the bathrooms. And apparently, <laughs> I haven't seen this, but allegedly, you get four toilets with about three foot shots oh of water oh comes out, God. hits the ceiling, and it's it's like it's it's. Like rainwater, so it's not like I, yeah. I don't even know if you'd call it gray water because it's yeah. not. It's not sanitary, yeah. but there's yeah. a little bit of yeah. there's a little bit of you know uh, caca. Yeah. Well, no good there's, inside there's, the lines. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. fecal matters but, in the lines. But now yeah. this is part of my job as an adult babysitter during the day. I have to now hire a second plumber to come back and forensically analyze the pipes that were put mm. in by a different plumber because the plumber that put them in is telling me, no, I did everything right. And I'm yeah. like, dude, well, yeah. he's got, you, if you did everything can, right, then then somebody's yeah. got a fire hose and they're playing a prank on you. They're shooting yeah. water up through the uh, through the ass of these toilets. Luckily, no one's been sitting on them when this has happened. So We, we, uh, we have a manhole that um, has a... It, it's got to have like an ejector or something plumbed into one of our lines. It's uphill, right? And if you're in the hole, it will fill up with water. And it's like you could set your watch to it. Like every like four minutes, it will come on and water, clean water comes out of the duct. Oh, my it, God. Just for like four minutes and then it shuts off. And it's like, so the kid's like, oh, no, that's just coming down from like groundwater. Like flow. I'm like, dude, it's coming up a hill. It's like it's a beacon hill. It's like how does it yeah. come up the hill, you know, into the manhole? It's just funny. But it's like almost you could just time the thing, you know, but it's just funny what people do. That's know? what the plumber said to me. He goes, Oh, this has got to be back pressure. I go, dude, there's a whole floor below us and there's yeah. floor drains in this room that aren't backing up. 
clearly yeah. you guys put something on the plumbing line for the toilets that's wrong no 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 there's no way there's no way we did anything wrong i'm like all right oh dude so now that's i gotta spend yeah so now i gotta spend you know whatever it is and a lot of money thousands of dollars oh yeah to now have i gotta have dye packs put in the toilets i gotta have yeah. all this shit done it's and then, amazing how they trace like leaks mm-hmm. and stuff like because we work with the water department sometimes and it's amazing how they do that with the dye and stuff and just yeah. the listening gear they go around and listen to where it's flowing and, and cameras yeah and now but so yeah. now what i get to do as uh as like i said the head adult babysitter the head of the daycare is i get to go through this whole experiment and then when it's all done I get to fix it. I'm not asking the current plumber to fix it. I'm going to have my plumber fix it. And then I get to go to them bill. and I get to go, here's the bill yeah. for yeah. all the time. Everybody's time. The engineer's time, the plumber's time, you know, yeah. that's it. Every And here, here's the bill. Thank you very much. You won't have any more uh, water fountains in the bathroom anymore. But it, it's like you can't, you can't even treat like some of these tradespeople like adults because it's like, dude, obviously you made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, you just have to say, hey, listen, I'm going to spend a day and I'm going to figure out why this is happening. Not, you know, throw your hands up and go, oh, I didn't do this. There's no way I did this. There's no way. That's my favorite line. There's no way this could be my fault. I'm like, yeah. dude, there's always a way. <laughs> you could have yeah. you could have dropped you could have dropped a pen out of your ear when you weren't paying attention. It could have gone down the toilet and clogged the line. You have no idea what happened. <laughs> so that's uh, this is the fun Good times. But what do you got coming up next, uh, Derek from Malden? Um, I don't know. It's just, um, yeah. Wherever the wind takes you, right? Whatever yeah, life just, brings um, next in your adventure. You know, it's funny. A lot of people ask me, like, what I got going on and, you know, what I'm doing. And it's, um, I don't know. It's Are you going to uh, be able to be active on social media in your next couple of weeks? Yeah. Is that said, a stipulation? Yeah. yeah we, we're going to have, like, a meeting and they're going to tell us what we can and can't talk about. And, um. You know, somebody reached out to me. They're like, are you playing in that baseball game with Jimmy? I go, what? Like, I guess on his and that's podcast, what Jimmy's been he's saying. been talking about it. Yeah, he's got, like, some baseball thing going. Oh. But, um, yeah. You're, you're going to the, the pizza, the pizza yeah. pie contest, yeah, right? Yeah, you're going to the world's biggest the pizza pie? Pizza yeah. convention. That's the biggest, what it is. biggest pizza ever made. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Because, I mean, obviously, things are going to be said. And, you know, it's just, you know, you know, Jimmy. You just gotta say well, he'll just post so. whatever he yeah, wants to post. So yeah, yeah, you gotta so. use him. You gotta yeah. use him as the uh, yeah, as the, the guinea pig. Like guinea still, pig, yeah. yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting, but no, it's it's exciting. I mean, it's fun because like a lot of people, I, I just got an email. I thought it was you actually. I, I was messaging the guy, and uh, you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna send a link for the podcast," and mm-hmm. I click on it. And it's a guy asking me about a sign, and I reply back to him. He goes, wow, that's the quickest response I've ever gotten back. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm actually waiting to start a podcast. He's like, oh, yeah. sorry. But, um, yeah, I told people, I says, I'm still going to do things. It may take a while because I'm planning on using Jimmy's shop and stuff like that. And he's got a couple projects he's got to get done that he's like, you know, we could work on them while he yeah. So that that's going to be fun. That's, that's what I'm really looking forward to is kind of hanging out with him and, you know, being his Aaron, you know, for a little while, and uh, well, yeah. Aaron will be there. So yeah, yeah. This is at the pizza push, convention. Yeah, this yeah. is who can build up. the best pizza. You gonna do yeah, push-ups so. every six hours? No, 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 no. That's is that crazy. what he's doing? I saw that yeah. on your Instagram. What's yeah, he doing? Push-ups every, 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 every six hours. How many I did he do? I, um, I don't he know. He did like twenty-five. He didn't do a. Full Jimmy round. has a little collar. He, he pushes a button, and Aaron has to do twenty-five push-ups. 
Yeah, a couple people mentioned that. They said, when's he going to start doing the push-ups? But I said, you know what? At least I he's know. doing, he's I, doing I, something. I yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I couldn't do what he was doing. So, hey, whatever. I'm but, welding the no, thing, he, and, and I'm under the hood welding, and I just yeah. hear counting. I'm like, what the hell's going on <laughs> as I'm trying to weld? And then I look up, and he's like doing freaking, Yeah, he's just – like, yeah, Jimmy's like, yeah, it doesn't matter where he is every six hours. <laughs> He's got that. He's got that Marine Corps training. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the discipline. Yeah. I used to do a hundred a day, and then I just stopped. I was like, "Fuck that." I'm friends with a guy. I I should ask him if he still does it. He used to do, I think, two hundred push-ups and sit-ups every morning, and like he was like in good shape, like looked like a marathon runner. But he's got to be in his sixties now. Hmm. I know he was doing it well into his fifties. But every morning he does. Wow. You know? Max does. My son does. He does a lot of push-ups and sit-ups. But um. But yeah, Aaron, it's just funny. It was funny because your father was bummed out. He's like, "Geez, I didn't know the big guy wasn't eating pizza, you know." And uh, he didn't eat any of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. He said, "He said <laughs> we if got he pizza starts, and he... we got cake." Yeah. yeah, that was good pizza though. I still have some of that pizza. Oh, I ate that margarita. I that every night. every day I've been eating. Oh, I yeah, I have that. some for, my for last, lunch tomorrow. Yeah, my last little pieces for tomorrow's lunch. Yeah, but, uh, that pizza's so good. Thank you, Peppy. Peppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is. It's just such such good pizza. So, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm so nervous, but um, you know, it's everything will work out fine. But it's just uh, it's just exciting, you know. So, hopefully, you know, we can say more next week. You know, I mean, or less. We'll be getting, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll be fired, and you know, no more pizza for you. But uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, Paul, what do you got coming up next? Now that you mailed off the railings, you're going to make those aluminum tables, you said? Yeah, I got to make those tables. I got more railing jobs. I got that crazy one, those curved ones that I still need to cut out in the plasma cutter. It's like such a, a, a pain in the ass. Like this guy, he's a cool guy. He couldn't have made a more complicated like opening in the floor that I need to match the railings to, and then they got to curve up the stair. It's like so complicated. So I got to work on that a little bit. I got to work on the aluminum tables. We got some other structural stuff coming in that we got to do. Then the big job's going to start up in like a month or two. Finally, that got delayed a whole year. Um, that building? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And then I don't know if I got to probably put a crane in for that freaking job. So maybe inside be, your building? Yeah. So maybe just to I'll move be doing the beams? That. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's funny like. Let's say the shop, like, I just had infinite space. Like, the forklift is, like, by far the fastest thing to use. Because it's so quick, mm -hmm. you can pick things up, you could fly around. But as soon as stuff starts to get jammed in there, you need a crane to be able to pick stuff up and over things. And then be yeah, able to place laterally, things. Yeah. yeah, place things in different areas. Like, let's say I had a beam that was five feet from a wall, and then I wanted to put a stack of beams in between the wall and that beam. I'd have to move that first one. Put it somewhere else, put dunnage down, put the things where I wanted them, then put that, like the crane, you could just drop things out of the sky, literally, you know, obviously, and put them wherever mm -hmm. you need them. So that's, and it's, and it's safer too, you know, hey, having something yeah. attached to a chain or, or, or some type of a chain sling or strap, it's better than just balancing on top of forklift forks, especially when it's 40 feet long or something, you know. Yeah, and even trying to like put a little boom on the cr on the forklift or picking yeah, up the straps on the forklift is like not ideal. Because then you need two people, one to drive, yeah. one to hold the thing. Yeah. So that'll be that'll that'll definitely be in at some point. I'm 
hope hopefully it's in soon. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's that. Then I gotta figure out the whole paint booth situation. I gotta put some type yeah. of paint paint booth in. There's I tell you, I would look like f just keep your eyes on Craigslist. I see them all the time, and sometimes I nice ones. Paint booths. The, the yeah. problem is, I need a yeah. fifty foot yeah, long yeah, paint booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I'm wondering if like you can get. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to build need a special it. special one, yeah. I'm just going to build... My, my plan was to just build the walls and then have, like, a 20-foot door, like, two 10-foot sections that mm -hmm. slide on a track, and then I could angle in long beams um, mm. and then just do the inside out of, like, the shit, like, RR Buildings uses, like, that, that metal, the aluminum that's pre-painted mm -hmm. white, and I'll just use that metal to to make all the walls and the ceiling, put bright lights in there, and then just vent out, mm -hmm. get those explosion-proof fans that you use for, for paint, for ventilation, yeah. Yeah. and just ventilate yeah, everything to... right out. Yeah. That's the only that's the only solution, because it, it, I was talking to my father about it. It's like, with painting, like, you can cut a beam with a computerized saw, and you can cut a beam with a, a torch and use a grinder to clean it up, and you'll get pretty much the same result. You mm -hmm. can't paint properly with like a half-ass setup with no light with dust with you know yeah. shit all over you should see what they do you at match shop <laughs> dude they just well that's yeah. they just do structural shit they just with yeah. the shot primer all they got to do is just glob it onto the beams like that but if you i'm just trying with to that red shit yeah but what that's if it. i what if i get a job where they're like okay you need to make 400 feet of railing and it's all going to mm -hmm. be painted black it's like uh, I, I have need someone to, else paint it yeah but where like it's gonna cost a fortune to ship it somewhere, have it painted. Like yeah. I gotta be able to do it in house properly, not make a mess, not get sick, because I can't even have my guys working there when I'm painting. Yeah. Because this paint yeah, I you use. You don't think paint booths? You're just gonna be so careful. Just all the regulations. And that's the other just thing. Somebody shut your ass down, and it just gotta be. Get so a 50 foot pop up tent, put it outside. It's not a permanent structure. Here's you can the paint next problem. All day. I can't paint. When it's freezing cold in the wintertime mm -hmm. for, for yeah. six months out of the year or five months out of the year, it's yeah. too cold. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, there's yeah. no good solution. If it other was than, easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I got to be the one to yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I could be the one making the money. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. What have you been watching lately, Paul? What's on your list? I know you got Jesus something good. Christ. I don't even know. I've been so busy. I was painting till nine thirty last night. I didn't even get home till like after ten. Paint videos. All right, Derek. We'll skip to Derek. Derek, what have you been look. watching? Derek. Derek's always got something good. Um, you know, it's funny. I haven't been watching a lot of um, anything just because I've been so busy. But uh, let me see real quick. Let me see what I got going on here. I don't want. Oh. You know, it's so funny because I just was thinking I uh, want to mentioned somebody go ahead go ahead paul oh i w one thing i was watching as i'm looking through my history was uh andrew camarada just popped up the guy you were talking mm -hmm. to about your property i was just watching uh one of his videos on on uh track loaders um skid steers whatever he's got yeah he's, he's got like he three or two, four right? of them. yeah he bought yeah. two at the same time i want to message him like hey you want to sell me one of those right because i want i want to get one and build a boom for it Oh God, I love I, I love like machinery. Like ever since I was a little kid, all I wanted was like an excavator mm -hmm. or like some type of like machine tractors. But 
He must do a ton of business to have all this equipment. This shit is not cheap. Oh, no. Oh. Those things are so expensive. But... But he's clearly staying busy. Yeah, I called him about my property. I told you guys. Yeah. But uh, I just don't know that I'll be able to make it work because he's not so local. He wants me to Where handle is he? all the carting. He's in Saugerties, so he's probably like oh. 30 minutes south. That's where you know, I freaking... 30, 40 minutes south. we got a horse show in Saugerties that my sister goes to. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously no question that he could take down the building efficiently. It's just yeah. that he can't efficiently get rid of the trash then what's and the i point? gotta deal with it then it's like you know I, then i gotta be there for like three days and plus if he gets held up because the dumpsters get delayed and he has to leave and come back i'm gonna have to pay for it versus the local guy when he did my driveway he just left his dozer there for like two days and went to a different job and then came back you know yeah. like you know the local dude will be able to leave his his equipment there if you know if the dumpster company says hey we only have you know enough to come three times today, he'll go, okay, and he'll just come back, you know, the next day or whatever, so. Yeah, you got to get those East Durham prices. Some yeah, guy will right. come up, like, yeah, it'll be about 850 bucks for this whole thing. And they'll yeah, do it, too. Real. It's crazy. Well, you you know, if you're up there in May with me, Paul, you'll meet the guy uh, yeah. who's going to do it. Um, he's, you know, like I said, he did my driveway. Yeah, dude, he so did your much work. He did your gravel driveway, which is more like a boulder driveway. Mm-hmm. I showed up to the property. I'm like, "What the hell? These rocks are the size of footballs." I'm like, "What kind of gravel yeah, but listen, driveway?" It works. But it makes sense what you said. Like, it'll just wash out because it's so steep. Mm-hmm. And but it I'm didn't like, wash out this year. Like and he, but the thing is, he he it. dug out all the mud, put yeah. in a 25 foot culvert, tied me into the road pushed all that dirt away and laid down god knows how many yards of gravel for 400 bucks he did that whole thing <laughs> 20 2200 bucks he charged me for all that work sold it's crazy come on 2200 bucks the freaking culvert i don't know where he got the culvert from maybe he like found it on the side of the road somewhere but even the culvert pipes are like you know a couple hundred dollars yeah so yeah that's my guy my guy kurt yeah get K&K. Kurt up there. K&K, he's going to be up there. What so. about T with Jimmy's backhoe? T gave me a price. It was not good. Really? T, T wants to salvage. He told me he would. It was. He wanted 14000 or 12000 to take down the building, cart it off. $14,000? And he would, that's if he was able to keep all the salvageable material. And I oh said. Oh, my God. I said, yeah, you can keep whatever you think is salvageable. Yeah, I said, dude, but, dude, I wouldn't build anything with that. I wouldn't build. I mean. Like if, but if that was the price, if everybody else said, "Hey, it's twenty thousand, he said fourteen, you know, like that wasn't the question. The question yeah. was like, "Dude, how much value do you see in this material?" Well, I don't the, think there's what's the price. Well, I don't know if you wanted to say it, but no, it's fourteen thousand. That's what he no, said. No, that's what his is. What's the what's my other boy? Oh, price. the other price. Yeah. Kurt Kurt told me between seven and ten thousand to tear the building that down makes with carding. Yeah, to get lost, T. Yeah, I was Give like Jimmy back his. Well, Jimmy's got it, actually. He got his back got back. It. Now it's got no wheels on it. I saw yesterday they I took was, the wheel. I don't know what they're doing. I was worried yeah. for a minute. Aaron was working out. He flips the wheels every eight hours. <laughs> Aaron's strong. It's the push-ups. Yeah. Flips them like tires. So I've been watching. I don't know if I said this guy before. It's so, you're going to laugh. He's a painter. Yeah. His his name is Ten Hundred. Oh, I've seen him. He just he did the... Um, the painting for Bobby Duke, he did one huh. for. He does these crazy ass paintings, and I I just enjoy watching them because he's 
he's kind of like quirky but they're just real bright and vivid colors but like a lot of times he'll make up his own rap songs and he'll sing them as oh, he's God. painting and stuff and it's just funny but it's it's just funny to listen to him and like he's like amazing like what he paints but they're not like the people don't look like anatomically correct people like and he says how like he wishes he was a good painter so like he paints these type people till he learns how to paint good people and i'm like like he's amazing how he paints now you know like it's just yeah. you know he's obviously making a decent living at it. he's a young kid and you know he travels the world painting wall murals and stuff like that but it's just funny he just like lives a cool little life with his wife she's pregnant i think she might even just had the baby but uh it's just funny, but he did a you know a painting for Bobby Duke and sent Whoa. it to him and stuff like that. This but, guy's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy stuff he does, and he does like some fun stuff. Like he'll go to a like um, like a thrift stores and he'll buy stuff. Like spend fifty bucks buying stuff, then he paints it, and he sells it, and he'll tell you like how much money he made and stuff not like bragging or nothing but like he'll buy a suitcase for like two dollars he'll sell it for like 600 wow. after he paints it hmm. yeah it's just really cool but it's like some of them are kind of you know redundant but like some of them are kind of just funny like he does like these funny rap songs he makes up and stuff and just kind of weird but it's just kind of fun to watch that's it's cool. interesting to see, like, when he paints, like, he'll paint something, like, all orange. He's like, oh, yeah, I need, like, orange undertones and stuff. And then it'll be, like, all green on top of it. And I don't understand all that concept, how it all works together. But it's pretty cool. He was showing a, a process. It was, like, an older video I was watching. How, like, they lay stuff out on grid lines. Mm. He does, like, wall murals. And if he doesn't have room for, like, a projector or anything, he calls it, like, a doodle grid. And they just doodle all over the wall and then they take their photo and they overlay it on a picture on their phone and then they look at the phone and it's more precise than a grid line because the doodle has more points of reference mm -hmm. so it, it's just funny to watch it's like they'll make all like real like loose graffiti on the wall and then use that as their grid you know wow. it's uh yeah yeah he's pretty cool he's got some good stuff so that that's mine I'm just noticing that Bobby Duke is like almost at five million subs. Is Jeez. he really? It's four point four million, which is much closer wow. to five million than anyone else I know. So yeah, God, good for Bobby. Yeah, I gotta wow. get some costumes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know, dude. Uh, I watch his videos and I'm like, he makes it look so easy. It's just like it's just his stuff's crazy. amazing. It is. It's so like out of the box. Like no one would, no one but Bobby would think like to do this stuff. That's why yeah, he's, he's the successful. best. Yeah, it's crazy. Bobby Duke is the best. Shout out to Bobby Duke. We're gonna put him in the show notes too. Not like he needs any more uh, yeah. eyeballs. But I've been watching <laughs> something completely uh, unrelated to painting or excavators. Well, I guess semi excavators. But there's That's this place in Maine called the Shelter Institute, and they teach uh, timber framing. Uh -huh. And um, I was been watching some of their videos about timber frame science and the idea of a timber frame versus a stick frame and, you know, um, the cost and the strength and the seismic resistance and all this shit. It's really, really interesting. And they have a, a three day class where you go up and like basically get all the fundamentals of mortise and tenon cutting and, you know, like build part of a frame um to raise like the 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 bents which are the kind of arches hmm. of a timber frame and um i you know i went to vermont and and built 
a timber frame with some guys up there and did basically exactly what they teach in this three-day class, which is kind of why I'm reluctant to actually like take a class with them because I feel like it's the same shit I learned in the field for three months. But um, it's just really interesting to me, the timber framing uh, science behind it and why it is, you know, they talk about how the time to do a timber frame and the amount of labor in setting up the, the the actual structure of a timber frame versus a stick frame. Like a stick frame is hundreds of thousands of, you know, hundreds if not thousands of pieces of wood and nails and fasteners. A timber frame is like 80 timbers. Wow. That's it. And it's yeah. all held together from mortise and tenon, and then you use what's called a SIP, a structural, structural insulated panel, and the SIPs go on the outside of the frame. And once the SIPs are up, it's a watertight, insulated building. It's probably so strong you put, as hell compared to a he, it, It's way stronger than a stick frame. Yeah. And he's in this video, um, you know, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but he talks about how you know, it can take you three to six months to do the timbers, you know, depending on how good you are and how big of a building you're building. And then you're, you raise that whole frame in one day with a crane, and then you can put the SIPs on in one day. So you're you're on the ground for three months and then you're inside in two days if you have all your material. They probably and do this in sorry to interrupt you. They probably do it all in like copy timber framing in shops and they probably ship it to places too, right? They don't have to just yeah. do it on site. Just like steel, no. like the way I would do steel. Exactly. Right, and when all we built CAD and everything. Yep. Well, it's not, I mean, it, it's, it's so simple. Yeah, it's like you don't true. even need the CAD, yeah. you know? Um, but they were talking about how they sell. If you want to build a timber frame, the Shelter Institute, you can buy the plans from them. Oh, wow. And the way that they do a timber frame is that every timber has its own shop drawing, just like your beans. Yeah. So yeah. it'll just show like, all right, it's a 12 foot, eight by eight. It's got to be, you know, straight grain, can't have this many knots, whatever it is for structural. But, you know, I'll also put the link to the, there's a video of the frame um, that I put up. Um in vermont that i actually shot the day it took us two days to put the frame up um and when we put it up i shot it with a gopro and it's uh you can see us like raising the vents on this huge garage that we built it was a garage with a loft and um you know it, it's i've watched it happen it's amazing you can literally put up one of these frames you know with uh two or three guys and a crane in one day nice. so Shelter Institute. I want to do more timber framing, so maybe I'll try to convince them to just like let me come up there and make YouTube videos instead of having to take a class on <laughs> stuff that I've done once before. So speaking, I mean, you can only learn how to chisel mortises for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of wooden buildings and timber frames, I saw something. I don't think I talked about it on here. I think I was telling my dad about it. Something in like Sweden where. They're building like 30 story buildings out of wood with these humongous laminated wood beams. Which I, I don't know. I don't trust that. Like in a fire. Sounds mm. like you'd have a nice Swedish bonfire after if someone, <laughs> you know, like, you know, burnt the cook something in their kitchen, they burn the whole entire 30 story building down. Like, right. I, it's too big of a building to be made out of wood. In my opinion. Interesting. Like, I don't know. They're saying how how many advantages it has, and the wood's so thick, it only burn at this rate per hour. But it's like, yeah, so instead of, you know, 
five hours to burn the whole thing down. It'll burn down in three days, but the thing's still going to burn to the ground. Like, how you could never put that out. How are you going to put a wood, an entire wood skyscraper out? You don't have enough I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on, I, th- I would think, if it's laminated, maybe the glue in there acts as a fire retardant. Because, you know, like, the synthetic material burns, like, you know, ins- like fiberglass insulation and shit like that burns, like, it accelerates flame. Versus, like, wood does, wood burns, but it doesn't want to burn the way that some of those other materials do, you know? Obviously, know. Not, steel doesn't burn. That's what and, I'm saying. Know. Let's not uh, jet, start... Jet fuel. Let's not start building skyscrapers out of wood. We don't need Yeah, this. I don't know. I think concrete's a little more sustainable. Just concrete and steel doesn't burn. Yep, it's true. But, but whatever. Anyway, so that's it. What are you guys uh What are you guys uh, doing for the rest of your evening? You know, it's only 9 o'clock on a Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to be pouring some epoxy in a skull. That's it. Oh, beautiful. I'm going to have a little chicken karagi don from... From there we go. I, some some nice restaurant we got. We got a little takeout coming. I Get think. some peppies. Already. Well, have, thank yeah, you guys for good. listening to the handmade podcast. Thank you to. Oh, hold on, hold on. Well, I got well, one more Patreon. thing to talk nice, about. Nice. Hold on, I figured out our uh, our Patreon login. All right, so I want to say thank you to our fifteen. Wow, patrons. dude. Derek, wow. we seen right. any of this money? Because I haven't seen any of this money. We. 15 patrons. I I'm think Chris think. is putting it oh, all in. It's make all everything. In, it's, it's all in Big Cloud, Cloud baby. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's 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 do some thanking. All right. Oh my all right. God. We got Glenn Lickers, our first patron. Of course. Jeremy you, Spees, Dan Schmidt, Zach Detine, uh, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Peter Olant, o- uh, Steve Bennett, Chrissy Steinman, who we know. Um, David Beckwith, Stain Sahorse, no, David Beckham, Gordon F. Crago, The Infinite Craftsman, Stanley oh, Shostak, and Michael Nye. Thank you to all of the patrons. You guys, you know, Derek's beard transplant is really costing us a fortune, and it's really great to have people like you supporting, make everything wow. big clout. A, a lot of my patrons appear right there, so I don't yeah. know if I brought a lot to the table there, if you guys brought them to me or what, but i tell you, Steve Bennett's a, a guy I work with, and, uh, you know, we've known each other a long time, and it's just funny because he's just recently, you know, started, like, turning pens and all that type stuff, and he's just kind of getting involved with like total vote and everything it's just nice to see like he's just so excited about it and you know we talk a lot but uh it's just uh nice to see him getting involved with things so yeah thank you steve thank, thank you everybody, everybody. for uh it. for being on patreon and go follow derek from alden on patreon too yes. um patreon.com slash derek from alden and we'll see you next week thank you you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.